His father-in-law was a United States senator, and this gave him a rubber-stamped invitation to any venue short of Fort Knox and Shangri-La, so he probably had the green light to go under the yellow tape here. We hadn't spoken since we worked a joint murder investigation together a few years ago. Our victim, his jurisdiction. And I wasn't sure what all he made of my more recent escapades, but I was willing to take a gamble on an awkward conversation if it meant getting clutch the answers he needed. It took some time to reach him. He'd been out at the scene from the beginning, and it took a while for his dispatcher to reach him by radio and have him call me. When I finally did hear from him, he seemed receptive enough to the idea of letting me have a look around. Fresh pair of eyes never hurt anything, he said. Just try not to make yourself too visible. The feds are here, and we're lucky they're even letting us in on this thing, whatever it is. We agreed to meet him at his barracks just outside of Caliche Springs, and from there he would take us to the site. With Clutch driving his souped-up Buick like the wind, we made it in about ninety minutes. Noonan was already waiting next to his patrol car, and I'd forgotten how big he was. Well over six feet tall, and wide enough in the shoulders to give Petey a run for his money. The swell of his belly strained the buttons of his patrol uniform. His arms folded across his chest, and he was prepared to ignore anything he didn't want to hear, and it reminded me why I didn't much care for him. He didn't appear to have a bot accompanying him. But then, Noonan had always seemed like the kind of guy who preferred to work alone, and bots required patience and care a lot of cops just didn't have. We all got out of the car, and I took the lead with Petey by my side. Noonan gave him a cautious eye, but he didn't comment. I held out my hand, and the big man gave it a hearty shake. Thanks for meeting us, Fred. This is my good friend I told you about, Clutch McIntyre, and the metal guy you see here is my partner, Petey. Petey, say hello to Officer Noonan. Pleased to meet you, Officer Noonan. Normally, people were tickled to death when Petey addressed them directly, but Noonan didn't even acknowledge the bot. Like I said over the phone, I can't really promise you much. Don't know if you heard all the details or not, but the scene out there is FUBAR. Supposedly, about a dozen or so of the bodies are on a Kahula Indian reservation. Between the tribal police, the feds, local cops, and now the aeronautic folks, they're still trying to decide who gets to wear the pants on this thing. You got any hunches on what happened? Probably none you didn't think up on your way out here. Definitely looks like a plane crash. Causes of death are all consistent with a fall from a large height. Also, witnesses report spotting a passenger plane flying low, not long before a desert rat stumbled on the bodies and raised an alarm. Could be a DC-4 that hasn't pulled into LAX yet, but of course, we can't confirm. They're going over flight paths and all the other data right now. Could be days before we hear anything official from up the chain, if we hear anything at all. You know how the government is. And still no wreckage? I asked. Noonan shook his enormous head. Not a scrap. Clutch sighed. Well, everybody has to know it's the flight due into LAX. What the hell else could it be? Aliens? His irritability reminded me of his informant days, when he was hopped up on cocaine and always had a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, with about a million ideas and questions flowing around it. Noonan glanced at him with a mix of irritation and pity. There's what we know and what we can confirm, and as we all know, such things take time. I think once they start identifying the bodies, we'll know, but given what's left of most of them, that'll be no easy task. Clutch uttered a choked cry and it took everything I had not to wind up and sock Noonan in his lantern jaw.